Hello, you are listening to Baller Advice. Here we discuss topics based on school, young adult life, habits, hobbies, and interests. My name is Sydney Aramel, and I am an IB student at Coral Gable Senior High School. I'm known for being a swimmer, water polo player, and being involved in school life through IB Executive Council. My goal is to give advice and look deeper into the simple aspects of our lives. Hello everyone and welcome back to Baller Advice. Today I'm going to be giving advice on how we can all get better at writing. So let's get right into it. So to be quite frank, getting better at writing is something that's quite difficult to do because writing is something that we do almost daily. And when you do something every day, some things become habits and breaking out of those habits is what makes it more and more difficult to get better at writing. However, I or you try to do something earlier in your life to get better at it, the easier it will be. But I think what makes a key difference is whether you're motivated. And if you're motivated to get better, obviously your writing is going to get better as you practice more and more better habits and better ways of writing and little tips and tricks that you may learn from online or from here on Baller Advice. Last year during my sophomore year, I was fortunate to have my AP English teacher be Mrs. Peterson. And although today I still somewhat dislike her because of how strict she was and how she kind of almost tore my self-confidence last year over my writing, I am grateful that because of how strict she is, she actually taught me how to write better. And in fact, she's so impactful that whenever I look at my writing from just a few months ago or last year, I can see how much better I've gotten. And even the most simplest assignment that I turn in now, I see less and less of that poor grammar usage and I see more and more of that in my writing. And this is something that I do more and more because In order for me to maintain that high level of writing, I have to be doing it consistently. I find that there's less redundancy in my work. And in fact, I look for redundancy because I often feel that we should be very direct in when we're writing because not everything can be explained in a vague manner and understood when we do that. So one of the things that I feel we struggle at doing is that we can't really critically evaluate ourselves. And because of that, it can often be challenging for us to get better at grammar usage and writing in general. And one of the best ways which I found best to improve at writing is by going to your teacher, just like any English teacher or even a history teacher who you know has very good uh, grammar and writing skills, and then you ask them to evaluate your work and In fact, if you want, you can even go as far as to request for them to tear apart your essay like I did. Because when you ask them to really like nitpick at everything, that's when you can start to work toward getting better. Because now you know what your weaknesses are. And so here on this podcast, I'm going to give you some tips on how you can apply certain tactics to get rid or to overcome these weaknesses in your handwriting and writing in general. Unlike many other teachers, Ms. Peterson, my AP English language teacher, she wanted to get right into things and that's exactly what she did. She jumped right into the syllabus the moment class started. You know, we did fill out a few forms and she talked about the course, but when the end of class started approaching, during the last 40 minutes, she gave us a timed essay which was actually a rhetorical analysis essay, which is probably 
the hardest essay to write in the AP exam because you're analyzing grammatical and rhetorical choices that an author might make in their writing or speech or whatever excerpt it is, and you're trying to determine how it affects the essay and evaluate it and answer the question that the prompt gives you. After writing that essay, I mean, given only like 40 minutes, I was so lost and I didn't even know what to write about. But above all, I think I realized that my writing was just not on par with Ms. Peterson's expectations because it was such a big leap. You know, you go from writing essays and having like two to three weeks. Now it's like your teacher comes up and they're like, okay, here's an essay and I want you to write in 40 minutes. She actually made this a routine, which kind of made me more and more nervous about my writing. And I just try to get better on my own, right? And of course, I did see progress. I learned more about the things I could do to improve my writing. But I feel that the biggest leap that really helped me improve my writing was when I actually asked her to grade one of my essays in front of the whole class. Because every time that we wrote an essay, she would try and ask one of us to bring up an essay, right? On Zoom, of course. And she would try to nitpick at things and then show us what we shouldn't do and show us we can do and what's good and bad about that essay overall. But in general, no one ever really volunteered. So either she'd have to take a random one or we didn't analyze an essay at all. After requesting her to tear apart my essay, even though she made it sound like an elementary grade essay, rather than taking it to heart in a bad way, I took her criticisms and did my best to apply it in my future essays. And at the end of the year, she was actually quite honest with me and told me that my writing happened to be better than some of my peers in the class. And she had seen a lot of growth in my writing since I would then begin to regularly ask her to grade my essays and I would do my best to apply what she taught me. The first thing I'd like to cover, which just so happens to be my biggest weakness in writing in general, is unity or the focus of your essay. I find it very common that among writers around me, uh, something that's super challenging about writing is we have so many ideas that we're just writing it down and we are losing ourselves in the focus of our essay. And as that happens, you begin to derail, you lose your points, your reason, and your essay just becomes very confusing and it's not very clear and is very vague. And one of the ways that Ms. Peterson helped me get better at having unity in my essay is having us constantly revise our thesis statements or our main ideas and reasons that we will focus on throughout our essays. But it isn't only thesis statements that will help you maintain unity in your essay, but it's also making sure that whatever evidence or subject that you may present relates to your reason, which is a part of your thesis. Of course, this sort of change doesn't occur instantaneously. Rather, it happens when you practice it continuously. Because as long as you set your mind on maintaining unity and trying to get better at making thesis statements and focusing on your reasons, it will soon become a habit and this will be something that will help you overcome your weakness. And of course, 
With thesis statements, other skills will come along and you'll soon be able to write a really good essay. If there's anything you want to take advantage of, especially during your early years, freshman and sophomore year, where you might have a lot of time, are going to writer's workshops. Because these writer's workshops, they tend to have credited people who know a lot about writing, right? And English or whatever language that you are trying to get better at writing in. And these workshops, they tend to focus on the general weaknesses that people tend to have in writing. And one of the things that I found about these writing workshops is that not only do you have the opportunity to see what people generally are weak at writing about or focusing or whatever weakness it is in their writing, but it's also a chance for you to determine which of these weaknesses do you have and generally they also tend to give tips and tricks on how to get better if you have one of these weaknesses and sometimes if you're lucky and it's a writer's workshop that's offered by your school or a teacher you will have the opportunity to basically be one-on-one -on -one with them and have them look at your own writing samples and they can help you from there to get better at writing but if you don't have that opportunity, you can also try to go to college information sessions that are online because some of them actually offer writing workshops for free afterward. And these writing workshops, they generally are focused more toward college and what they look for. But at the same time, it's also a way for you to develop a unique writing style. But of course, one that, which is grammatically correct and uses all the proper conventions that you may see in writing. Of course, going to these workshops, it takes a little courage to admit to yourself that you may not be good at something. They don't wanna get help for it because they think that they can do it on their own. And I'm actually one of those people, but I try my best to humble myself so that I go to these things because sometimes me alone isn't good enough. and. You have to really seize these opportunities in order to improve your writing. I often try to encourage people to take higher level courses because these higher level courses are not only good for academics if you're trying to get into a college or you're transferring to a college, but these higher level courses such as AP courses, IB courses, they also tend to teach you how to stay focused in your writing and answering the questions in a way that's very clear and precise because when you're not precise and instead you know you're being vague no one can really understand what you're saying because it's not like you have a translator there who's going to interpret you and then be like oh okay uh this dude meant to say this so i'm going to give him the point when you take these higher level courses as you take the course and your teachers uh going through it with you and grading you you're going to begin to gain vocabulary to better articulate your ideas beliefs, answers, and thoughts. And these advanced courses also tend to have teachers who are more experienced and are more honest about what your faults are in writing versus a teacher in a regular course who might not always tell you what your fault is and try to get you to get better at writing, right? I think that learning to write is such an important skill to learn because writing is a skill that you use throughout your life and it's probably the most common way of expressing yourself apart from speaking to someone. And because there's no one to translate what you're trying to say, and there are multiple ways to interpret and share that, 
knowledge of your answer or whatever it may be that means that you have to be extremely clear so that everyone understands what you're saying versus being vague and colleges especially emphasize this because when you're writing or when you're applying to these colleges i should say you you're writing essays and that's what they're gonna really look at you on that's what they're gonna determine you from so knowing how to write and express yourself and creating almost a unique writing style that can't be mimicked is extremely important. But anyways, let's get right back into the topic at hand. The tip I'm about to give, I almost wanted to list it as number one because of how difficult it can be to really get better at this. And that's removing, or in this case, looking for redundancy and unclear sentences. Because as people, since we communicate so often with our words and emotions, we tend to be quite unclear about the way we express ourselves. That is often reflected in our writing. A lot of redundant words, which are not very clear that we use every day, are the words it, should, could, would, and this. But I find that at the start, it's always quite challenging to, to reduce using these sort of words and if there's anything that helps is that whenever you're doing small assignments that don't take up too much time, try to rephrase your sentences so that it minimizes the use of these words or eliminates them completely. Because when you begin to intentionally look for ways to rewrite these sentences, you're going to find that some words are unnecessary. And the more often you do that and the more words that you remove from it, the more clear and concise the sentences will begin to be. And sometimes if you find ways of continuously minimizing the use of these words in your writing, you actually begin to reflect it in your speech. And it almost goes hand in hand in really helping how you get better at removing redundancy in your essays or in your writing in general. And one of the other ways that you can do is by observing your improvement in removing these sentences because as you observe how you're using less and less of the word it or could or should or would, you're going to start to get a little more motivated. You're going to get pumped because you're going to realize that, okay, I'm actually looking and seeing improvements in my handwriting. And that's going to really motivate you to do better at writing. I find that using online resources are really helpful in writing, especially if you're doing emails or essays or any sort of paper, because that gives you a way to really practice format. And of course, you know, this is quite formulaic writing, but this formulaic writing is gonna provide a basic structure to all of your writing. And one of the resources that I was introduced to in that AP English class I took in my sophomore year last year was the Owl Purdue. And my God, did I love that website. I mean, that's probably your best friend if you're in school because that website has everything on writing that you could imagine. It has MLA format, APA format, everything. And if you wanna learn how to cite your sources, it'll show you how to do it. If you wanna learn more about sentence structure and how you should have it, it has examples. These little tips and tricks, although they seem small and this website seems small, if you use it a lot, you're gonna begin to notice that you're gonna start doing things subconsciously and you're gonna stop referring to the website as much. And even when you get to that point, I'd still encourage you to use it because it basically has everything you need on at least English writing 
and how to get better at conventions, grammar, and all of that basic stuff that you may overlook in your writing. And it also has different styles of writing because as you become a better writer, you're going to find that your writing style is going to evolve. It's going to change. Some people use more direct styles and others use more metaphorical writing, right? That's how you really get your writing unique because what you're trying to do is you're trying to convey an idea. And as long as what, however you're writing conveys that idea, and it will help you get better at expressing yourself because that means that you are getting to the point your reader isn't confused and you should be able to understand your own handwriting apart from you know online resources i also find that when you go back into your own essays if you read it out loud to yourself you're going to find little mistakes you're going to find vagueness and that's how you can really fix it and our purdue has also the basic format to help bring that essay to a higher level. Sometimes I find that textbooks can actually be somewhat useful. If you're at the point where you're taking the SAT or studying for the PSAT, I think that SAT books are so good because these SAT books, they tend to have a very wide vocabulary and it teaches you new words. And even though these might not be words that you'll use every day, the more knowledge you have on these words, the more you can use them to really articulate your sentences better and ideas. And it also gives you more options to get more creative with sentence structure while also remaining grammatically correct. Although these SAT books tend to be quite expensive, you can also use Quizlet because, you know, Quizlet is free, it's online, it's accessible for the most part as long as you have an internet connection. Generally, by using these sources, you can really get better at writing because you're going to have much more, as I said earlier, many more options. And another thing that I find is that reading can also help you because sometimes you're going to come across interesting writing styles that you like, or you're going to come across words that you don't know. And by simply searching them up, or finding ways to write similarly to that writing style that you may like. It's going to help you and it's going to show as you begin to write more and more. Every time that you're doing something and you don't know a word, I feel like it should be your job to go out and find out what that word means because that word may take your writing to the next level, you know? It may help you get better at writing and when you have the opportunity to use it, you're going to be able to show everyone that you know what that word means and how to use it properly. The final few tips that I have for you is that whenever you're writing, try to use an active voice. And what that means is that you're going to use more verbs in the sentences instead of using words such as could and should. So instead of the monkey likes bananas or the monkey likes eating bananas, you're going to say the monkey adores bananas, right? That's more of a verb that acts on the subject or the subject acting on the verb. And what that does is that it helps you kind of keep your reader more engaged, right? Because you want your reader to be engaged and uh, very focused. This way they understand what you're trying to convey to them better. And you're more focused overall in your writing in general. And another thing that I find quite useful is trying to make your sentences uh, as natural sounding as possible. So what that means is that you might say it out loud in your head or read it out loud and you're going to catch little things such as maybe sentence errors or sentences that kind of sound weird because 
what this is going to do is it's going to help you review your writing and you're going to be able to fix these mistakes or these weird sounding parts and keep your essay or whatever you're writing very clear. Another thing that I found is that tr don't ramble too much, right? You want to keep the reader very engaged. So you don't want the reader, you know, looking from the outside of the book and observing what's happened. You want them to be really engaged and feel as if they're part of what you're writing, right? Because this helps them feel more inclusive and it helps you convey your ideas much better. And the last thing that I actually find quite useful is keeping your sentences short because I feel that sometimes making them shorter makes them more powerful in the sense where it helps with readability. Having super long sentences can often make it quite complicated to understand uh, the idea that you're trying to convey. And that means that your information sometimes has all of this filler that you don't need. Filler is almost useless. Filler is just there to be in the sentence and take up space. You want to keep your sentences extremely short and concise so that your reader understands them. And above all, I think you should be able to understand them as well. Right? Essentially, to get better at writing, we need feedback. Feedback is going to help us know what our weaknesses are in our writing. And this feedback can come from teachers, experts at writing, or even attending writers workshops where they're going to give a general rundown as to what most people's weaknesses are and what we can do to get better at alleviating these problems that we can find in writing. The next thing is maintain focus on our subject. We want to have a habit of writing solid thesis statements so that we know what we're focusing on throughout our essay and our reader knows what we're talking about and we're conveying our message and idea very clearly. Using online resources such as the OWL Purdue is going to help us really get better at formulaic writing and understanding grammatical structure in general. I find that expanding your vocabulary through the use of books, SAT books, or Quizlet and higher level courses is going to help you have a much wider variety of words to use in your writing. This way you're going to have more options to have creative sentence structure. And the last thing is using an active voice to keep the writer engaged and keep that writing as natural sounding as possible. And it's also going to sound nicer. You're going to be able to hear it generally. So that is all for today. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening to Baller Advice, be sure to like this episode and follow us for more. Your contribution helps spread the podcast to others and helps me know what you like so that I can make more of that content.